Hey everybody, this is Senior Pastor Joshua B. Carson saying thank you for tuning into the CT Podcast. We hope that your time here, whether you're driving down the road or whether you're sitting at home with a journal and listening in, we hope that it's effective. Maybe it'll be inspirational, encouraging, maybe it'll be thought-provoking. Regardless of what session you're listening to, we truly pray that this is a benefit to you and to your family. God bless and enjoy the podcast. Luke 22, verse 14, reads this way. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the 12 apostles with him. He said unto them, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. We preached about this this morning for those that were in here, the road before the suffering. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he said, this is... Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took the bread and he gave thanks. And he broke it. And he gave it unto them saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me likewise also the cup after supper saying this cup is the new testament in my blood which is shed for you i am not going to minister very long but i do want to minister for a few minutes before we join together in communion and i would draw my title from verse 19 When the Lord tells the apostles, this do in remembrance of me. Would you pray with me all over the house and just pray that his word would help us here. God, we love you. God, we give you thanks and praise. I pray that our hearts, our minds would be open to your word, that our ears would be attentive unto what you have to say that we would hear your word that we would respect your word that we would reverence you and what you have asked us as believers to do let us be participants in your will and let everyone say amen and you may be seated tonight this do in remembrance I would be careful in my introductory remarks tonight as I make this statement because it is a sensitive one, more sensitive than some of us would understand. But I say it intentionally just the same. Memory is a beautiful thing. I talked last week and we talked about losing things, keys, coins, etc., 
Here last month, I spoke to you about my grandmother on my mother's side who had been battling Alzheimer's. Many of us in this room have known what it is to have loved ones or those that might be close to us who have battled the attack against memory. God was faithful to her and faithful to us until the very end in that when she could not remember our name, she could remember his. And when she would hear a song, the lyrics would come back, not just to sing, somehow miraculously even to sit down and play. It was a miracle from God. I told that story on a Wednesday night a month or so ago, and different individuals either reached out to me or came up to me and told me of similar experiences. I want to say tonight what I know you believe, so I'm preaching to the choir a little bit, but I want to maybe iterate or reiterate to some of us. This relationship with God is real. And I know for some of us that are matured and seasoned in the faith, that might sound elementary, but let it be as weighty as it truly is. We really do have a relationship with Almighty God. What a humbling reality it is to know that you know the name of the Lord and He knows your name. What a humbling reality it is to know that He set in place a common union, a communion as it were, for us to come together. I will tell you that the story we have just read from Luke 22 and the text that we will soon read from 1 Corinthians 11 is based out of this timeless truth. The church is meant to come together. The, the church is meant to serve the Lord together. And he is speaking to the disciples, the apostles here in this opening chapter of Luke 22 that we have read. And he tells them, as often as you do it, do this in remembrance of me. When you do it, know why you're doing it. Let me start at the most elementary level and tell you when we come to church, we should know why we're doing this. When we sing our songs, let us know why we're singing them. When we lift our hands, let us know why we're lifting them. When we lift our voices, let us know to our young people that we're down here worshiping and I'm going to be the first to applaud you. I want you to keep doing that, worshiping and shouting and dancing. But let us know why we are doing what we are doing. We're not doing it just because we're Pentecostal. We're not doing it just because it feels good to our flesh. No, we are praising him because he is worthy of our praise. There is only one who suffered and bled and died for you and for me. And whether you are six or 60, whether you are uh, at the very beginning of your journey in this relationship with God, or maybe you've been walking with him for the last 70 plus years, I've got to tell you still the same. He is worthy of our praise and he's the only one that's worthy. 
When it comes to real praise, he's the only one worthy of our hallelujah. He's the only one worthy of the shout Hosanna. He's the only one that deserves these instruments. He's the only one. He is. He's the only one that deserves any of this. This is a beautiful building, but he's, he's the reason. Do it in remembrance of me. My grandma, Carson, on the other side, she passed many Many years ago, I was very close with her as a child. She was a pretty great grandma. She was uh, amazing. She would take us fishing. She would always buy us stuff at Walmart. Those are really the only two qualities that were necessary. She also bought us cookies and also always had RC Cola in the... Some of you don't know what RC Cola is. It's high class. <laughs> she, was, she was amazing. She always, had this, she always had this picture that hung in her room. It's this, it's this dock that goes out into the bay. It was a hand-painted thing. It was very personal to her portrait of, of, of purples and pinks and, 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 and dark tones. And for some reason, she loved that painting. When she passed... It was the only thing I wanted because it was close to her. It seemed that when she looked at that painting, it took her somewhere else. It's in my office at my home. Sometimes I just stare at it. When I look at that painting, I don't think of that dock and I don't think of that place. I think of her. It's the way it works, the senses that it unlocks, the memories of her. There's become a famous painting by a famous painter, of today's generation by the name of Thomas Kincaid. He painted this painting that you'll see on the screen behind me. It's a beautiful, beautiful portrait or painting rather that he painted that's simply entitled, Remember Me. Remember Me. How many of you have ever been at a mall or you've been somewhere and you walk through one of those Kincaid studios where you looked at those pictures you weren't going to buy. <laughs> Some of you started to raise your hand until I said that. Does anyone in this room actually have a Thomas Kincaid painting? I'm polling the crowd. Oh my goodness, look how many hands. I didn't know this was a Kincaid. God bless you. I know why you bought them. They're beautiful. Kincaid has been pinned, the painter, of light, the painter of light. He found a way with his artistry to make the pastels and the paint work to his advantage. And when you stare under the right lighting upon one of the paintings, it makes you feel as though you are there. While this painting is beautiful and I honor what it means, remember me. We must as a body remember that when we come into this house, 
and we jump and we shout and we lift and we worship and we praise and we have our classes and we pass out our punch to the children and we, and we gather in our young adult services and our young marrieds and we, we come in and the hustle and the bustle and all that we do and the, and the even things that maybe others don't care about when we come together as a body and some people get together and play basketball or pickleball or go shot, all these things that are together because you're a part of the body. This is what binds us. This is what brought light into our world. And if Thomas Kincaid has been noted as the painter of light, I would tell you tonight we have a commission to honor the creator of light. What is captured in that moment has been captured in eternity by the Lamb of God for you and for I. So I bring to our attention here this night as we're about to draw to 1 Corinthians 11, and as I'm soon to call for ministers to help, I want to ask you, do you remember? Do you remember when he saved you? Allow the, the silence of the moment, if you will. Do you remember what it felt like to crawl into that baptism? Do you remember what it felt like to have those sins washed away? Do you remember what it was to be filled with His Spirit and speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance for the first time? Does anybody, I know usually when we talk about this, we're talking about it in such a demonstrative way that we're shouting and we're, I just want to make sure that Tonight, we remember the price that got us there. This is beautiful. The cross got us here. This is wonderful to come together, but it's his body being broken that got us to this place. I'm going to ask you to do an assignment right now. It's a simple assignment. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer. God, help me remember the things you've done for me. If you've been focused on your current context, I'm asking you to pray a simple prayer right there in your seat. Help me remember the cross. Help me remember the time you came through for me when the finances were dried up. Help me remember when you you healed my baby. I haven't thanked you for that in a while. Help me remember what it was like when you helped our marriage. We weren't going to make it. We weren't going to make it. We remember you. We remember the cost. We remember the price. It is in the remembrance that humility should come. Children, young people, young adults, every age, every generation, hear me. We didn't earn this. He purchased this moment. We didn't develop the opportunity for this. He bought 
the church. And what we're doing tonight, when we do it, we do it sacred unto the Lord. When we remember, let us remember well. He, he was, in fact, broken. He was, in fact, killed. His blood was shed. But it was not on accident. It was given for us. We remember tonight what Christ has accomplished, not only for the church and not only what he has done for the world, but we must remember what he has done for us personally. Thank God we are no longer in a place where sins are annually rolled back. Thank God that when an addict from downtown Indianapolis walks in this house, How long does he need? One moment in the presence of God. What about someone that's been overwhelmed by abuse for the last 20 years of their life? How long will it take them? I know there will be a maturing process, but one moment in the presence of God. Well, how many times do they have to be baptized? One time in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission. There's no other blood that can do that. There's no other body that can do that. This blood and this body. It's the power of the church when we come together. We are the representation of the body of Christ. It's why we cannot be divided. It's why we cannot allow contention or division or friction amongst us. It's why we cannot allow the enemy to weasel his way in and get our eyes focused on things that are not of God and not of the body. It must be the common union, the communion of the body where we come together and we worship and we magnify and we partake. Because whether we be partaking of the Bread or the wine, the blood. We are partaking of his presence. I want you to help me ministers and come and just get in place. There is examination in the process that is taught by Paul in 1 Corinthians 10 and 11. First Corinthians 10, 16 and 17 says, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ, the bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. Communion, ladies and gentlemen, children alike, is a weighty issue. And we're going to begin to dispense. We're going to begin to pass these out. We're going to move them through the crowd. But before we do, I want, to, I want to do this intentionally here tonight. There is meant to be a blessing before the breaking. I want us to lift our hands and bless 
him all over this house. Before we're even given the bread, before we're even... This is not our time of examination and repentance. It's our time of blessing. Just tell him that you're blessing. Tell him that you're loving. Tell him that you magnify him. Tell him that you honor him. We magnify you. We bless your name. I bless your name. If there be any odd or offense in my heart, God, I'm going I'm to get through to that in a moment. I'm going to pray for that. But right now, I just want you to know I'm thankful. Ooh. We bless your name. Somebody lift your voice and tell him that right now. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless you. Oh, we enter in. We join this moment of blessing. Glory, glory, glory. I have tried, as so many of you have, to picture this. So much of my life has been preaching and preaching the Word of God. And when not preaching, spending time in this Word and the thought. And those in this room know that it is my temperament. It is my nature. It is even, I believe, my calling to spend time in the narrative of the text and I have tried to place myself, Brother Herbst, where the apostles were that night. I have tried to be there. And all I can continue to come up with is their sandal shuffle on the floor. All I can come up is what an invitation. What an invitation. The invitation was bigger than they knew. They were about to be told by Christ this is my body. This is my blood of the New Testament. We do not believe that it literally turns, as some religions do, into the bread or into the blood. That is not what we believe. We believe what Christ taught, that it was the symbolic understanding. When you take the bread, you take of my body. When you take of the blood, it will be the wine or the grape juice, it will be the partaking, the partaking of my blood in the New Testament. And so I tell you as they begin to dispense these communion to you, what an invitation here tonight. When you take this, I want you to grab that in remembrance. Grab that cup in remembrance. Oh, what a... What a weighty opportunity to take this in remembrance, in remembrance, in remembrance. He I know it doesn't hardly weigh a couple of ounces, but it ought to weigh something in your hand right now. Oh, no, I know you're not one of the disciples sitting in that room, but you're one of his children sitting in this one. What? An invitation. 
What a king. What a savior. What a moment. What a king. What a savior. What a moment. What an invitation. Taking time for this. Passing. We're serving. As you hear the clanging. As you hear the removal. This is not distracting. This is sacred. I want you to maybe just close your eyes and listen to the sounds of the facilitation around this room and let your mind drift to that room with those apostles. I want you to try to hear the bread being torn. I want you to hear, I want you to hear that the sloshing in that cup. I want you to hear, I want you to hear, I want you to hear the shuffling of those sandals on the floor. I want you to hear the whispering around the room. I want you to be mindful. This, this is something to be remembered. Oh God, we feel your presence in this place. We feel your presence in this place. Praise God. There is a breaking that is necessary. There's not one person in here that has not felt the breaking. The breaking was necessary. The blood of Jesus was shed for the remission of our sins. And without the shedding of blood, Hebrews 9, there would be no forgiveness. We preached about the horrific process this morning, and we will celebrate resurrection together next weekend. But this weekend, this very night, we must remember the blood. We must remember the body. I would submit to those that are able to hear right now, sometimes we only remember the blood in our times of celebration, but not in our times of weeping. It should cause tears into our eyes, and it should cause... First Corinthians is where I turn your attention. First Corinthians chapter 11. It's verse 26 that would say, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We are proclaiming that we are believers tonight. Might I say it again? What an invitation. We are proclaiming that he will return for the church. What an invitation. We are claiming and proclaiming this is his body. What an invitation. We are proclaiming that his blood was shed for the sins of mankind. What an invitation. And what a moment to remember his broken body provides healing. It's healing for our bodies. It's healing for our minds. But in the 28th verse of this same chapter, Paul writes these words. 
but let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. We are soon to partake, and I will read you through the text, and we will partake. But I want us to make sure that we have taken a moment of examination all over this room. I want nothing wrong in me, O oh God. I do not want to be Judas at the table, feasting without fear. I do not want to act as though my actions have no consequence. So right where you're at, if you will, I'd like you to hold this little two-ounce cup in your hand at the understanding of what an invitation to remember Him. And I want you to hold it close to your heart. And I want you to join me all over this house in a time of repentance. I'm asking every voice to be lifted. I'm asking for the prayer warriors to be released. Let's make this a comfortable place of prayerful repentance all over the room. He undone. Forgive me, God, my mind, my heart. If there be anything in me that pleases not you, oh God, would you accept? Would you help me? Would you take it from me, oh God? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Examine my heart and my mind. Forgive me, oh God. I'm going to turn my microphone off. I'm asking us just lift our voices all over.
Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. We desire to be righteous before you, O oh God. Oh, we remember what you've done. We remember the price that you have paid. We remember. We remember what you told those apostles and what Paul taught the church to do in remembrance. We remember. We remember. We remember. We remember. Oh, what an invitation. We do this in remembrance. You'll notice there are two different tabs. This is for your convenience sake. On the top where there is just the bread, if you will go ahead and peel open that. How could a piece so small mean oh so much? How could a small piece of bread less than the size of a fingernail mean so much? Because he said, this is, this is my. Verse 23, for I have received of the Lord, which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Take of the body. And after the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup, not just any cup, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Now, if you would, I want you to stand to your feet if you're able all over this place and I would like this house to erupt in praise and worship. Sacred reverence that you have partaken. <laughs> 